Week Podcast, everybody. I'm Jonas. I'm Matthew. This week we are talking about the new Baby Keem album, The Melodic Blue. Uh, I picked this album because uh, when Baby Keem's last album came out, uh, titled Die For My Bitch, I listened to it because I really liked Orange Soda, which is how a lot of people heard about him. And I really like that album. I think it's a very good album. Um, it I it was probably the last like I like I, I how do I want to phrase this without sounding like a like a dumbass, but like the last like pretty standard, straightforward sounding hip hop album uh, that I liked for like a long time. After that, I I kind of took like a long leave of absence from uh the raps from the raps in general um so i i i think of that album very fondly um and i will periodically go back and visit it and my opinion on it has not ever changed um i still like the songs that i like and i still don't like the couple of songs on there that i don't like um but that made me very excited for this new album when he announced it not too long ago. Um, and then he dropped, uh, well, Do Rag Activities was like the first single kind of. That confused me a lot because yeah. like they all followed the like color palette yeah. theme, but Do Rag Activity was the only, and it was arguably the worst out of all the singles. Yeah. So I don't know why he chose that one, but I guess. Um, that was made with the the album in mind. Yeah, uh, but then a while later, he dropped Family Ties with Kendrick Lamar, and then that's when he announced the album. Uh, and upon initial listen, I didn't I didn't go crazy for Family Ties. My opinion on it has since changed, and we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it 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 had me interested. Everything had me interested. So. That's why I picked it, uh, so we can actually talk about the the album, the, the Baby Keem raps and beats. So I will. I'll start out by saying um, there were still some like straightforward bangers, uh, which is most of what I listened to Baby Keem for. Um, like my favorite Baby Keem song prior to this album, and maybe still now. I don't know was uh mosh pit love that song very standard just like kind of banger hey man if it slaps it slaps it's, yeah, it's a simple form it's yep that's all i need um so i was looking for stuff like that but uh, uh if you know mosh pit along with every other song on his previous <laughs> album he has like a pretty distinct style in um having like a a beat switch in almost every song on that album and I liked that off of that last album. Part of me was like, I think he does that because he can't make a song that's much longer than like two <laughs> minutes. But it's okay. If he does like a beat switch and it works, then cool. You gave me like two songs for the price of one. Yeah. Um, there's still some of that on this album. It's not like every song, which is, again, maybe that enforces, okay, he's grown and can make longer songs now. Yeah. But the parts where he does it on this album, it feels very natural. Um, which I can appreciate. Uh, it feels like he wanted to do a beat switch, not like he needed to. Um, yeah, it felt, it felt... At first, when I first listened, I was like, this is just... We'll do a beat switch because beat switches are cool. Yeah. Not because it like fit a thematic thing or anything. But mm. 
you know, I stopped being a dumb, pretentious nerd. And <laughs> second listen, I was like, okay, whatever, these are cool. Yeah. And like, who cares? You know, it's like, yeah, like you said, two songs in one, or it just provides a change of pace. Yep. Or a new, exciting beat. Yep. So, I don't know. I stopped being head up my own ass. Yeah. Um, I I was surprisingly not head up my own ass going into this. Because I was <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want anything like nuts i just want something fun i want something really fun yeah um but i like i was worried partially uh going in in the in the in-between state of die for my bitch and the melodic blue because keem clearly is like trying to be like a really highbrow artist and there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that but again, part of why I like that last album so much is it's very adolescent, immature, like young kid making music, and it that that worked for him. And you know his name's Baby Keem, <laughs> yeah. So like I just assumed that was all part of the persona. And I thought like after seeing a lot of how he's composed himself in the public, um, I was like, okay, I don't know that he's gonna do that. And he doesn't to the same extent, but there's still plenty of that there. Um, and, and honestly, some of the portions where that is there, it's almost too much for me on this record. And mm-hmm. that's going to bring me to track two, Pink Panties. Yeah. That song makes me so uncomfortable. Like, And maybe that makes me sound prudish, but this song is gross to me. It's My, uh, like nasty. I... I'm like, this is obviously a, a funny, fun and dumb song. Yeah. But there's a lot of, like, cringe bars yeah. that show up throughout. Not even because it's, like, a joke that fell flat. It's just, like, straight bad, yeah. bad bars yeah. that don't really we, go over like, all that well. You go from Trademark USA, the opening track, which I think is a fantastic song. That song is so good. Has like the beat switch. Has a really good uh, Rosalia sample. Rosalia <laughs> is like, on the song. It's, it's really good, and like he has the opening that's like him kind of just like it's kind of like a poem almost. It's really good, and yeah. that that's like fits the like oh he's trying to be mature. But then it's like a certified banger by the end, and the Rosalia sample makes me lose my mind. So after I hear track one, I'm like fantastic, and then we go right into Pink Panties, and I'm like. Oh no! No, yeah, I think. <laughs> oh no! I think my biggest issue overall is kind of the disconnect. Yeah. How I have to code switch between, oh, he's being funny, oh, he's being super serious. Because when I went into it, I was like, he's gonna be only serious, even though on the song "Do Rag Activity" he just says "Do Rag Activity" <laughs> like a hundred times. <laughs> this album's gonna be like super super deep and stuff i thought it would be yeah hendrix on there it's from his new company label pg lang thing i don't know so i was like yeah this is co-signed by the the pulitzer prize winner himself (laughs) so this is only going to be deep bars j cole level (laughs) wokeness but um there's plenty of funny like, you can't enjoy Range Brothers, especially the ending, Yeah. if you're taking it, like, seriously. <laughs> it's a goofy song. It's really, even without the ending, which, obviously, everyone has seen the top of the morning, stupid <laughs> jokes and dances. 
at this point if you <laughs> spend so any ridiculous. time on the internet. Um, but outside of that, there's still plenty of joke bars yeah. throughout the whole thing. I like. I love like, and I, I know we'll talk about Family Ties when we get to it. But I like Range Brothers better than Family Ties because I feel like they were just having a lot of fun on that track. Like at yep. the end where they're trading off bars and Kendrick's doing like the ad libs, like, or I, I don't even know if those qualify as ad libs. But like he it's says, he's Baby Keem. <laughs> It makes me laugh every time. And he says um, something about, like, we're not the Wayans. Yeah, yeah. That Baby shit was Keith hilarious. Says, we're, uh, uh, we're not the Wayne brothers. <laughs> and he says, we are not the Wayans. <laughs> and he has, like, the funny voice. Yeah, I, uh, I like how he's everyone Keith. was like, Kendrick's back. <laughs> he's going to drop some politically charged heat and he's on versus like brother 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 <laughs> yeah. i, I he's actually so goofy it. on this album and it, it works i really I love like that it. i like it um but yeah so so that's track four range brothers we we skip track three scapegoats that's like kind of like an interlude scapegoats, sort of um i actually really like what's there but mm-hmm. my only problem is it's really short yeah like he drops, it feels like an interlude he drops yeah. some great bars it's super like like the tone is very well set with like the the vocal sample and it has a nice ending but it's like 90 seconds long yeah what are you doing baby keep <laughs> make it longer um so i like i know that i we said scapegoats needs to be longer and we don't like pink panties but like by the end of range brothers i'm like okay we got some real good potential here. There might be some low points, but you know what? There were some low points on the last album, but overall it was really good. But basically, after Range Brothers, I think it is so up and down so sporadically. So you go to Issues. I don't really care that much about that song. I don't think yeah. it's like terrible, but it's, it doesn't stand out. Okay. I'm like, And then I like Gorgeous quite a bit. It starts out kind of like boy band sounding, but then it gets it goes into like banger territory. I I like that track. Yeah. Then you go to South Africa. Might be my least favorite song on the album. I <laughs> really don't. I'm like super that conflicted song. on this song because it's like FL Studio basic piano, uh-huh. but the hook is probably the best on the whole album. It's a really catchy hook. It Unfortunately, is a catchy hook. I but I, can't I don't really like it. It's get like, into it. It's a, it's annoying catchy, not like fun catchy to me. And it has this song has the worst line on the album. This is the one where he says "Pootie Tang." Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was funny. No, I thought that was kind of funny. It makes me like it makes me gag. It's I so mean, it yeah, just sounds so nasty. Pootie Tang is kind of an outdated <laughs> term, but I feel like Baby Keem knows that, and he's using it to comedic uh, effect. I'm sure, but it still just it makes me like dry heave. I don't know. Maybe I, I was trying really hard not to take it seriously, so that I could I, like it. I, I wasn't taking it seriously, and I was still like. Okay. <laughs> okay. As, um, a, as a trippy red fan, I'm allow, <laughs> I I allow a couple, you know, kind of problematic but still funny bars to, uh, to slip through the cracks. It was too dumb for me. Um, Lost Souls, similar to Issues. I don't really care that much about it. Okay. Here's 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 what I think. Here's here's Issues. I actually kind of like that song. I mm-hmm. think it's uh kind of in vain with like early weekend. Which I'm not super familiar with, but from what I can recall, that's what it feels like. And I, I like the variation throughout the track. I like the weird like vocal things going on like near the middle. 
um, gorgeous felt a little more one note to me, but um, I hate Lost Souls. It's too long. It uh, has like no variation mm -hmm. in the vocals or the beat. It just drags and drags and drags. I think it's worse than do rag activity. Ooh, it's such a it's such a really slog like to get stuff. through. Yeah, I, I don't like doing activity at all, just because of the laughable performances from both Keem and Travis. But I, I, if if I had to think of a skip, any skip on any album this year that I've heard, it's got to be Lost Souls. I, I I just I'm I'm relatively indifferent towards that one. I think the beginning is kind of fun, and then it just yeah, there's nothing like it's, going on after it's that. Such a slog. It feels like it lasts ten minutes. <laughs> I like the part where he goes, "Ovio, Romeo." <laughs> I like that little part. Yeah, he like, says like two things. Yeah, I like that part. In like I, the yeah. four minute thirty second runtime. Yeah. Um, okay, then we get to track nine, Coco. I think this song's great. I love and like. I love the Don Tolliver feature, and I'm not like a Don Tolliver fan, but I think this song is so good, and it is it is the perfect example of what this kind of song is what I was hoping for through the whole album. So yeah. when I get to track nine and Coco plays, I'm like, here it is. This is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, I like the I like the flute. I, I like the love it. it. It's a very standout beat on the record because up until mm -hmm. then, it's been like super like mellow darkish mm -hmm. kind of subdued tone and then you get like this crazy bombastic beat i really like that yep. um i don't really care for it became's performance it feels very phoned in and i've never been a don Tolliver guy so that really doesn't do anything for me so a mixed bag i would you say know, but yeah the beat is, i love is great. this one i love it um I, I I honestly think Don Tolliver is the best part of the song, uh, and I I really don't care about Don I, Tolliver. I like but... the hook on the song. Yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's a little catchy. Um, it Don Tolliver, catchy. I don't remember like disliking it, just kind of like in one ear out the other kind of thing. Maybe the one thing I will say, I don't I don't think that Keem should have. I think it's just him whistling at the end of the song. And it sounds like really bad whistling. Like just get so, like like put some like other like sample some whistling, but it sounds very airy. But whatever, that's like a very specific Small nitpick. Thing. All right, track ten, family ties. This is the big one. This is the one that's the put Keem at like fifteen million monthly listeners. This song is blowing up. Yeah. And I was indifferent towards it when it came out. In context with the rest of the album, and after listening to it a few more times, I quite like this song. I think it's a good one. Um, I don't think it's amazing or anything, and I like I like uh, Range Brothers better mm -hmm. as a Kendrick Lamar feature. But like, I really like this song because I really like Keem's opening, like with like the fanfare, like horns and everything. I think mm -hmm. that's a very good part. And then, uh, you know, like. Kendrick doesn't do a bad job. He does the funny brother. Like, I, it is, I, I think it's an, I think it's an all right song. I will acknowledge it. It is very nice to hear Kendrick again. Obviously, he has not gotten rusty. He can still spit. Um, this song has not really grown on me at all. Mm -hmm. um, I think they fixed it, because I remember hating those horns at the beginning. But I feel like they <laughs> either fixed the mixing or I'm just misremembering because they sounded a lot like more. Or a lot less like bombastic, killing me in my eardrums, loud and mm. 
I remember them sounding like high school band levels of like <laughs> not matching the intonation between them, even though it's like an electronic trumpet. But it feels a lot like more thought out here. Yeah. So that element I like more. But Baby Keem's performance still doesn't really do anything for me. Um, I don't like how there are like three different beats. I don't think they transition very well together. Um, I still have my issues. They haven't really gone away. So, um, unfortunately, there's one bit of a snoozer for me. We coming up with different opinions. Even though I like... It's like we're different people. I like Kendrick's performance. It's, you know, it's very expected. Like, oh, Kendrick goes hard <laughs> on a verse. That never happens. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it really hasn't grown on me that much. But whatever. Uh, then we get into two snoozers in a row, in my opinion. Scars and Do-Rag Activity. I don't care about either of these songs. I still think Do-Rag Activity is actually bad. Scars is another, like, whatever track. Um, like I said, it's very up and down on this record. It's I... just, like, multiple in a row that I don't care about, and then one that I really like or one that I really don't like. I'll, um, so it's, I'll disagree with you on scars. And yeah. I wrote this joke in my notes app. Scars more like bars. Because <laughs> on this one, I think his pen game is the strongest. And mm-hmm. I, even though it is a little subdued, and you know, if you're not really listening, it can kind of get a little boring. I, I get that. That happened to me the first Are time. Are you accusing me of not listening? No, I'm just saying it's easy to fall into the trap of being bored by the song. Because when I first listened to it, I was bored by the song. Mm-hmm. But then when I went through the lyrics, I was like, oh... He's actually like writing a real song here, yeah. so it. That's not why I listened to Keem. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I liked. It. So, you know, new Baby Keem listener versus veteran, experienced <laughs> Baby Keem listener. That's I, where we. I was from. here when he was saying so he was spitting Fortnite bars. That's a, that's on his like original tape. No more Fortnite. I bars. was here and I stand by him. Uh, but I agree with you. Durag activity uh, sucks. It blows. It, yeah. Uh, it's. I hate it. Yeah. Travis Scott has done nothing interesting for like two years straight. <laughs> He's been putting out snoozer after snoozer, either in terms of features or singles. Yeah. I'm very disappointed in my man Jock. He has done nothing but phone it in. Unf- unfortunately. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Then, uh, Boo Man. I really like that, and I don't. I tried to find what the sample for this song is. I couldn't find it. Maybe I didn't look hard enough. It's probably out there somewhere. But oh my goodness, this is such like it is such a like. The sample starts right away, and it it draws you in. It's so good. It definitely caught my attention, especially after two rag. It, <laughs> yeah. it like pulled yeah. me back in. I was like, oh, real music playing now. Yeah. So I I think I think Boom yeah. Man is a very good probably the track. best beat on yeah. the whole thing. It's and it's that or Coco. I like yeah. um, I like Baby Keem's performance. I think it's exciting yeah. and and the beat fits really well. And I like how the sample at the start kind of transitions into like the horns mm-hmm. in the track. So yeah, pretty yeah, I pretty well. I really like I really like Boom Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have First Order of Business. Which is a weird track for me because I I waver between this is goofy and I don't like it and no, this is fun and I really like it. I think I've settled on fun and really like it, but it sort of feels like 
I don't, I don't, I don't know. I like it. Just, I like it. It left really, like, no impression on me <laughs> overall. Like, I can't even remember what it sounds like, even though I listened to the album, like, three times and listened to specific tracks multiple times after. This one included. I literally cannot <laughs> recall a single element of this song. Maybe I should have written something down. Did I write something down for this song? No. <laughs> well, it just it didn't, didn't do anything put for it in my notes. <laughs> I put notes for every song, but I forgot first order of business. I I like it. It's it's simple. It's a little dumb, but I like it. It's he's just talking about gotta make money and give it to my mama and give it to my shorty and uh, cut out the toxic people. Simple, but it's catchy. Cut I like it. Cut out the toxic people. Amen, brother. <laughs> then. We get the final Kendrick appearance with uh, the penultimate track, Vent. Best Kendrick performance on the whole album. And he's not even, like, credited. But, oh, my goodness. It, it is such I, a fun... I really like the aggression. It is such a fun, aggressive track. Yeah, for my notes for this song, I just wrote, Have you ever been punched in your motherfucking face? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. After, like, kind of... Like, not, like, not a super energetic record overall like there are elements it is called the melodic blue like so, a yeah. like a like a synth chip tune beat yeah. jump comes in and then kendrick's like yelling at me uh-huh. asking me if i've ever been punched in the face yeah and then the beat goes hard keem is like aggressive with his Super. with his rhymes i re- i really like i think something this album could have used more of is like grime because the one song with the most grime on it is one of the best songs yeah. on the whole thing. Yep. I think Baby Keem would work really well with like a lot more grimy sounds. Yep. So if you're listening, Keem, uh, do that. I what's interesting to me about this song, and uh, this is where my veteran status comes in. Yes. He makes like a trillion references to old bars. And that I don't mind. It, it like at first I was like, "That's weird. You haven't been around long enough to <laughs> reference your old songs, especially if they weren't like big hits." But I, I then I was like, "Who cares? It's it's it goes hard." But like, um, two phone baby came. I mean, he references that all he the says time. That a lot. But two phone baby came. I am here, ho. That as a like that's a reference to an old song. Um, Ice cream booger. That's an old just, reference. Just, you know, some some rewards for yeah, those, the I, day ones. I guess so. Um, yeah, there's a lot of references. Don't talk to me when I stomp in this bitch. That's an old song. Also, he says, I, help, I, I, I laugh every time when I hear, no ho hookers in my click. I was like... That's so mean. Why that sounds so mean? I do like about Keem is he has unique pen. Yeah, he's not rapping about like how many bands he got, even yeah. though he talks about money mm-hmm. and he talks about women and how rappers usually talk about them. But he also talks about like his family. A lot of rappers do that, but I think he does it in a unique way. And he talks about his upbringing a lot. And even though this is like his, what, you, what is this like a debut studio? Or were his earlier I mean, one studio albums? I think I, I always think thought his they last were one was a studio album, but I might be wrong about that. I would say this is like his. This is like the one that the counts. mainstream yeah. breakthrough kind of thing. Yeah. So, I like how he has unique bars. Yeah. I, I like he he has things to say that I don't. I think that's normally here. I think that's why I've liked him so much is because 
he gives me that feel of like high school Jonas who was only listening to like basic rap like he has that sound but he still differentiates himself enough to where it's like okay I'm getting still something stimulating here Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's vent I like that song quite a bit and then there's the closing track 16 and I wish I could say I liked the note that this album ended on better, but it, this is another track where I'm like, whatever. No, it's a bit of it's whatever. a bit of a sleeper, and you know that kind of sucks because it's the closer. I was I was hoping for a kind of a big finish, especially after some of the heights that the album reached. Yeah. But you know, he, I guess he kind of uh, two phoned it in, Ooh. if you ask me. <laughs> I I guess my my main problem with this album is um I've already said what my main problem is. My second problem is. Um, the inconsistency. It's very it feels, inconsistent. It feels weird, for, especially an album with Kendrick definitely involved this heavily. You can yeah. tell from the rap style and the beat selections and style and just like kind of the flow of the album. The Kendrick was obviously very heavily involved in the whole thing, but it's not very well groomed at all. Oh. Very rough in a lot of places. And that helps <laughs> it occasionally like on Vent or Coco. It's very kind of thrown together, mm-hmm. but a lot of the time it sounds very overtuned. Yeah, especially with it's, some of like the slower cuts. Yeah, it, it's it's a wildly inconsistent record. Um, the highs are really high and the lows are pretty low, but beyond that, it's that 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 if you stack up all the high or low points, it's probably about even with the points that I could just forget about forever and it wouldn't matter. That's what's alarming to me. Yeah, I think... um, Like, for every song that elicits a big reaction from me, there's a song that elicits no reaction from me. I, uh, I think that this album just shows potential. Yeah. It's obviously a stepping off point. From what I can tell, I haven't... I'm not familiar with die for my bitch or other keen projects that precede this one this is my first one that i've ever i don't think i've ever actually heard a keem song outside of ones that you've like played where i've been there yeah and any on this album so i was kind of going into this thing a little blind and i can see that there is a lot of promise uh keem has unique he has unique flows he has unique bars his beats can be really good and kind of ear-catching. It doesn't really blend in for a lot of it. Some of it does, and that's the problem. So overall, I think he could just he needs some time to mature. He's only like twenty, yeah. so he has a lot of time yeah. to kind of, you know, smooth out the yeah. kinks here and there. I I will take this record because it did not make me think, oh, no, he's just lame now. He's still got plenty going for him. He's got personality. Uh huh. Um, what I will say, uh, that I haven't mentioned yet, I, I don't have a problem with autotune in general. I don't want him using autotune, like, ever. His voice is, like, weird enough and, like, distinct enough to where he can use his own voice and it's fine. I, his voice gets, like, annoying when he has (laughs) autotune on it. I'm like, this is, this is too much. Yeah, I guess I like it better when he's, like, just rapping and not singing. Although there there are plenty of moments on the record where he has autotune that I like. So, I don't know. I I mean, like, it's not across the board annoying, but, like, utilized well. Yeah. Probably. It just felt like it was kind of thrown on. Um, But, yeah, overall, super inconsistent. But the parts that I liked, I really liked. And I will, I'll, like, 
cherry pick those songs and play them uh, plenty of other times. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my favorite track was Coco. Uh. Um, and for grade, I am feeling a C plus, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, overall, mixed bag, I would say. Uh, favorite track, probably the opener. Because yeah. that, like, got my hopes way up. Trademark USA is very good. I yeah, had I that think. on loop all day today, specifically. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is this is good. Yeah. This is really good. Rosalia feature. That blew my and mind. And Rosalia was on there. And I love Rosalia. Yeah. Even though she keeps collaborating with garbage rappers. <laughs> but whatever. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think overall, because of how all over the place it is, I'm just feeling like a solid C. Yep. But... You know, I will definitely be looking forward to like, anything Keem does in the future. Yeah. So. All right. What are we What are we talking about next week? So, um, one of my favorite rap groups, Injury Reserve, um, kind of with a comeback album after the um, very unfortunate passing of um, Steppa Groggs, uh, one of the members of the the collective in um, twenty twenty. I, 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 I was very upset when I heard that because Injury Reserve is doing some boundary pushing, lane making stuff, and Grogs was a huge part of that. Um, but they have put out an album. They put it out this past week, um, called "By the Time I Get to Phoenix." Um, I love all of their work leading up to this, but from the singles, I can tell this is taking a very different direction from what's come before it. So we will talk about that next week. Cool. Bye. Goodbye.